your mercy and your grace today. We thank you for your word. And as we focus on giving thanks or being thankful, minister to our hearts. Father, we simply come humbling ourselves and, and Lord, just wanting to hear from you today. Just one word, one word that will minister to us, one word that will give us peace, and one word that will give us an answer to all the many questions that we have in our hearts, one word that will give us a solution to any problems that we're confronting. Help us today, Father, by the end of the day, that we would have a grateful heart, and it would be full of thanksgiving unto you. And Lord, we thank you for using my tongue as the pen of a ready writer to write upon the hearts of your people. And in doing that, we believe that our hearts are good ground, good soil for the Word of God. As the Word of God goes forth, we simply know this, that it's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing, dividing asunder the soul and the spirit, even unto the joints and the marrow of the bone, that your Word, Father God, simply opens up, evaluates, and then begins to make the adjustments inside our hearts. It's everything that we have to do with you. And Father, you think, we thank you that you love us, you care about us, and we thank you for your word today. And everybody agree with that, say in Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, turn in your Bibles with me to Psalms 100, and it's in your notes as well. And the title of our message is, Be Thankful. Be Thankful. Everybody say, Be Thankful. Oh, as, we, as we're getting ready to go into Thursday, the week of Thanksgiving, we have so much to be thankful for. And I love Psalms 100, four through five. Some people say, well, I don't know. Man, I, I look over my life and, and sometimes I wonder what's going on. I'm not happy. I, I just, Lord, sometimes it's hard for me to be thankful. But I will tell you, you know, if we just take a moment, just take a moment and think about this, that there's many people that did not wake up this morning. Listen to me. There's people that didn't wake up. And I don't mean that didn't come to church. It didn't even wake up. There's people that lost their lives even yesterday. There's family members that are burying people even today. Hello, there's people that have had a financial collapse even today, and you haven't. There's people that are sick in the hospital today, and you're not. So we have a lot to be thankful for, and we can go on and on and on. And as we think about giving thanks today, I want us to just take a moment to just give God all the glory and all the praise because the Scriptures encourage us to do that. Notice what it says. Look with me. And in our text, reading from the New King James, it says this. Enter into his gates with what? Thanksgiving. Enter into his thanks with what? Sadness? No. With what? Thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. Right? Be thankful to him and bless his name. Oh, man, that's good. Let me say that again. How should we enter into into his gates? with thanksgiving. Say it again. Now look at your neighbor and say, thanksgiving. I just want you to do it because I want you to notify your face. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, thanksgiving. And say, and listen, and into his courts with praise, be thankful to him and bless his name for the Lord is good. Oh, come on. Say the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. I said to all generations, here's our theme. And I believe if we stop right here at this theme, that we could go home. I said, we can go home and say, wow, man, it was great to be in the house of the Lord. And here it is. Are you ready for it? Listen to this. God will always be enough for any situation. Oh, come on now. Think about that. Isn't that good enough to say, thank you, Lord, that you will always be enough for any situation. Man, that just, you know. When I was uh, uh, studying, I said, Lord, that is so good. You're so awesome. Because I think about sometimes I don't think that I'm good enough. 
I don't think what I have is good enough. You know, or people will say, you know, have you ever been told by someone that you're not good enough? Come on. And then aren't you thankful that when we look to God in the way he sees us through his eyes, and you understand this, that God will always, everybody say always, he will always be enough for you in any situation. That means good or bad. I said good or bad, happy or sad. God will always be good enough. All right? Now, so here's what I want you to do for just a moment. You have your ink pens. You have your notes. I, I purposely wrote, wrote uh, this out for you to, to go ahead and write a thought for me. We're going to take a moment. What are you thankful for right now? Look at what God has done in your life. Begin to write your thoughts for me. What are you thinking? I'm not going to ask you to read them. It's going to be yours privately. But think about today, right now, what are you thankful for? And you'll find out that many of us are thankful for so many things. Take a few minutes. Take a moment and write down today. Some of you may say family. Some of you may say friends. Some of you may say, hey, you know that I'm alive today. Uh, There's so many things, but what are you thankful for today? And I I know sometimes when you've been through some challenges and you've been through so many tests and trials in your life, it's kind of hard to even say, wow, are you serious? Man, I'm just trying to look up. Come on now. You understand what I'm saying? I'm just trying to get up. And I know that that may not be your story today, but it may be somebody's that's saying, man, I'm just trying to make it through. And the reason that, that we're thinking like that is because we can't see, like how many understands, when you understand this, is that I can't see the forest for the trees. And what that simply means is, man, there's all, all this beautiful trees and everything, God's creation, but what happens is the forest is so huge and it's so humongous that I can't see the trees. That simply means this, that there's so many things that are happening around me that I'm not able to appreciate what God is doing for me right now. And because of that, we can't see the forest for the trees and we and we'll take a little bitty thing and make it bigger than what it is we'll blow it up we'll say this we make a a mountain out of a mohill am i right about that see so we need to stop doing that and just be thankful say be thankful all right did you write your thought down i was just giving you time to do that amen all right now you're not going to share with your neighbors don't be looking at your neighbor's paper that's for you personally now let me share this with you regardless of who we are Regardless of where you're from, regardless of what you have and what you don't have, we ought to be thankful to God. Come on now. Regardless if you are on, on the, the, people say, man, I grew up on the wrong side of the tracks. Have anybody said that? Come on. Or on the other side of the tracks. I don't care if you're on, the, on what side of the tracks you grew up on. Listen, I don't, it doesn't make a difference if you grew up in the suburb, if you grew up in the ghetto. It doesn't make a difference where you grew grew up. It doesn't make a difference what your last name is. It doesn't make a difference the color of your skin. It doesn't make a difference who your lineage is, your legacy. It doesn't matter. But you and I have so much to be thankful for. Amen? And see, because when we just take the time and say, Lord, I thank you for waking me up this morning. I thank you for putting breath in my body. I thank you, Lord, that I can praise you. I can lift up my voice. I can lift up my hands. I can sing praises like we did this morning. We have so much to be thankful for. So don't let anybody tell you, or I like to say this to define you, to try to tell you who you are or who you're not. No, don't let them do it. Amen? Because God is greater. Listen, God is greater than any situation that you'll ever face. Some of you may be facing a mountain right now. Don't let anybody or any situation define you, what you have and what you don't have. And don't let anybody try to determine your destiny. Say, my destiny. Your destiny is between you and God. And don't you allow anybody to try to determine your destiny. Let's go on. So today, let's be thankful for a few things. Here's one. 
Be thankful for his goodness. Oh, be thankful for his goodness. That's your blank right there. Be thankful for his goodness. Say goodness. Oh, how many, how many know that God is good? Amen. How do we say it around here that God is good? And all the time, God is good. Be thankful for his goodness. Notice what the psalmist says in Psalms 34. Will you look with me? Verse 8. It says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Now, I understand that when we compare God, we can't really compare God to anything. How many of you like sweet potato pie? Okay, how many like pumpkin pie? How many don't like pie at all? <laughs> how many like ice cream? Oh, yes, come on, somebody. Well, think about your favorite dish, your favorite I mean, it could be ice cream, maybe even candy, maybe even soda. Depends on where you're from. You say soda, you say Coke, you say pop. What do you say? I don't know. You know, because we're all from different regions of the country. So, what, but something you like the most. And you would go, you would eat that, and you'd go, oh, man, that is so good. And you would try to convince your friends, you've got to have some. You've got to have some. Like, for me, I like when you go to Chili's, that chocolate molten Cake, oh my goodness, and especially when it's hot, you know, and the ice cream a la mode is on top and it begins, mm, are you getting hungry? Oh, sure. I, you know, when I go to a restaurant, I'm thinking, where's the dessert first? You know what I'm saying? It, come on, cheesecake is good too, but then it starts running down. But you know what? I mean, I, I, when I was in Panama, we, we, we uh, would visit with our pastors uh, you know, often, and they would, because we were, they were training us, and his wife, oh, we call her Mama Ship, like Ship, last name is Ship, boy, she could cook. She was from the South. And what he would say is, he would say, Maurice, you want to go and have some of this pie? He said, but I guarantee you, when you put it on top of your forehead, he said, your tongue will slap your brains out trying to get to it. I said, oh, my God, you know, because it was that good. So what I'm saying to you is this, but listen, now, so you get the picture? Now, think about God. Now, think about God. Let's read this with me. Now, think about God. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, he's good. He's better than, than that, listen, that hot chocolate molten cake. He's better than whatever, whatever you like the most. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And everywhere we go, we should be telling people how good God is. I mean, how good he is, all right? Let's go on. And then it says, blessed is the man who trusts him. Do we put our trust in God? Certainly we do. And by doing that, we're talking about his goodness. Let's also look together at Psalms 135. Look at what the psalmist says here. It says, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. For what? For the Lord is good. I said, for the Lord is good. Oh, that rings loud and clear in my heart. For the Lord is good. Sing praises, that's what we did, to his name, for it is pleasant. You know, when you sing praises to God, it pleases him. And so it says, sing praises to his name. When we do that, it is pleasant. God is good, listen, all the time. And when, he, when we become armed with this Notice this, with this truth, and I want, you, I want to pound this truth in you this morning, that when, when this truth comes, is pounded in your heart, it's just in you that God is good, this truth that we'll have no reason, listen, no reason to fear today, to fear tomorrow, to fear any time, because God is good, and he'll take a situation that may seem impossible and turn around and make it possible. No, we don't understand everything that happens, but we know this, that, that God is working in us for, for our good, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. 
And let me tell you this. The scripture says in Philippians 1, 6, write this down because it's not in your notes. But Philippians 1, 6 says this, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it into the day of Christ. Do you know that God has started a work in you? Now, you may say in me. Yes, in you. You may not feel like it, but he has. All right? And because he has, he said, listen to this, and you always a guarantee, whatever God starts, he will finish. So it says that he will complete. Say complete. He will complete. That which God has started, he will complete. He'll complete, he'll finish it in you. But then go over to, I said this, but go over to Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. I want you to see it. So you know I'm not just quoting things. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. And let's look together, and we'll see this. And I tell you, it's going to bless you real good. Say, bless me real good. God's going to do that. Amen? Now, are you there? Say, praise the Lord. All right. So it says this, for it is God who works in who? It says you, but make it personal. Say in me. Say in me. All right? So, for it is God who works in me both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Amen? So, God is good. Notice this in your notes. God is good all the time when we become armed with this truth. What truth? That The truth that God is good. And we'll have no reason at any time in our lives to fear today or tomorrow. Let's look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18. We're talking about being thankful being thankful. So it says here in your notes, you'll see it together with me. Let's look together. Let's read it together in our notes. Ready? Read. Rejoice always. How often? Say it again. Rejoice always. And notice what it also says, pray without ceasing in some things, in a few things, whenever I feel like it. No. Listen, listen. in what? In everything, do what? Give thanks. Now, are you sure about that, Pastor? I mean, it says really, I don't feel like it. You know, I don't feel like it. But so sometimes I, I you know, I just want to give thanks. No, uh, I want to, in what? In everything. Notice, does it say for everything? What does it say? In everything. You know, there's a difference. And here's the difference. You see, in everything, that means regardless of what's happening around you, we still give thanks. Come on, we still give thanks. Now, we don't give thanks for bad things. We don't say God brought this bad thing upon us and God does that because God is good. And because God is good, he only does good things. And so because he only does good things, he's not going to do bad things. So the scripture tells us here this morning, it says this. Let's read it together. Let's start from the beginning. All right, ready, read. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Say will of God. You know what the will of God is? It's his word. It's his word. The will of God is his word. Let's continue. All right. Number two. Number two. As we're studying this morning, we're talking about being thankful. Today, let's be thankful for his abiding presence. God's abiding presence in our lives. Let's look together here in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57. All right. It says this. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Say, thanks be to God. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I love this because what happens is we have been given the victory, and the thought I put in your notes is simply this, that you and I have not been left alone to fend for ourselves. You know what I mean by fending for ourselves? That means, you know, to care about ourselves. God has not left us alone. 
And we can say thanks be to God because he always gives us the victory. He'll turn the situation around. Say turn it around. He'll turn your situation around. It may look like doom and gloom, but listen, when everything is done and we give it to God, we'll be able to give him praise. We'll be able to say thank you, Lord, for all that you've done in our lives. We'll be able to do that by simply turning it over to the Lord. And so understand this thought. We have not been, you have not been left alone to fend for yourself. Notice what it says in Isaiah, Isaiah 41.10. Follow along. It's also in your notes. It says, fear not. You say, no, but some man, I tell you what, I, I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid of that. I'm concerned about this. I'm concerned about that. What is God saying right here? Fear not. Don't be afraid. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. Oh, come on now. Go ahead and turn there. All right, Isaiah 41.10. As your fingers are flipping through the Bible, all right, this is like a little Bible sword drill, all right, come on. So we see this here. Are you ready? Come on. Fear not. Say, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Oh, man, that's good news. So what are we saying? that we're thankful today for his abiding presence, that no matter what you're going through, how many have been through some things? Yes. How many are probably saying, man, I'm going through some things right now? Well, it's, you know, I got good news for you, that you're not left to yourselves to fend for yourself, that God is with you. His abiding presence is with you. All we have to do is trust him. Say trust. Put our trust in him. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid at all. Just turn it over to the Lord. Say, Lord, I'm just, I'm just so excited about what you're going to do in my life. Yesterday may have been a mess. Come on now. But today you can be blessed. Come on. I said today you can be blessed. It depends on how you look at life. Are you looking at a glass of water being half empty or half full? Well, see, it's up to you. So are you, are you optimistic or you're pe- pessimistic? I, it's up to you. Okay? I choose to try to look at things from the bright side. Not from cloudy, doom and glooms. Oh, I don't know how it's going to work out. It's going to work out. I said it's going to work out, and we need to be encouraged and thank God. I don't have all the answers. I don't know how it's going to happen, but God, I trust you. I put my trust in you because you're faithful. Everybody say faithful. It's going to work out. But notice in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5b. I said 5b because it's broken down actually A, B, C, D, and E in that scripture, but it's the amplified I want to read to you out of the Amplified. And so it says in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5b, you can turn there, but but if you have your Amplified translation with you, uh, you can look along as well. And there's so many wonderful translations, but the Amplified really says this, I I think, so, so wonderfully. And it says this, that himself said, that means God said, that I will not, listen to this, I will not in any way fail you. Wow. Man, that's, that's, that's a lot. That's a powerful statement. Let me stop there. I will not in any way fail you, nor give you, notice what it says here, nor give you up or leave you without support. Oh, my, 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 my. Is that not good? 
Think about what you're going through. And God is, has a word for you today. He's saying himself. He says, I will not in any way fail you nor give you up without any support. And notice this in Amplified. It says, I will not, I will not, I will not. Three times he says, I will not in any degree leave you, leave you what? Come on, helpless, nor forsake, nor let you down. Relax my hold on you, assuredly not. Oh, Man, isn't that enough to be thankful for today? Oh, that God is saying three times, I will not, I will not, I will not. So what are you going through this morning? I mean, is it bigger than God? Of course not. God is greater than anything that you're going through. God will see you through. He's saying, I will not, I will not, I will not loose or relax my hold on you. I'm going to get you through. Say, get me through, Lord. Let's look at number three. Number three. Today, we're talking about being thankful. And in being thankful, we understand this, that we're thankful for his family. Oh, can you say family? There's nothing like family. Now, come on now. Now, we all know that we all have some family members that, you know, everybody has some fruits and nuts and all this stuff in our family. Come on, right? But we thank God for family. You know, you know, you go see Uncle George or Bill, you know, especially around the holiday season. You got some family members, man, they just, they just stay at the table and just eat all day long. You know what I mean? Some of them just eat a little bit of bite here, a little bit of bite there. And then there's some, man, I tell you what, they just don't like to be around nobody. Why I got to come to this? I, don't, I just want to be by myself. Am I right about it? You have some that complains all the time. And then you have some family members, you love it, man, like your aunts and your, I say aunts or aunt and uncles, you know, aunts come up, they just want to kiss on you all the time. How many got something like that? And they're just giving you kisses. Isn't that wonderful? You see, and, and some, some of the little kids, you see them like, oh, man, they, they don't like all that. But, you know, when an aunt and uncle wants to give them money, they have their hand out for the money, right? You know, but, you know, holidays, times, and stuff is so neat when you come together. But thank God for our family, but also thank God for our church family. And, and see, I'm a hugger, and so I like to hug. And, you know, so, and I, I mean, I just like to have fun. I'll, I'll, I'll hug a stranger in the right way. Don't look at me like that. Don't look at me like that, you know. Can I tell you something? That, I mean, I'm just so thankful for everything. I, I grew up, I said before, I grew up, and we were very poor, grew up in poverty. And uh, we live in the projects. Everybody know what I mean by projects? Okay, so that means, you know, some people say the ghetto. We say projects and stuff. And we lived in, in, in 48th North Summer Street, and that's where I grew up. And, man, inside the projects in this one building, there probably had to be at least almost 20 families, probably more than that. And we just all got along. I loved it. I was so thankful because you know what? When, I, when we ran out of food, I would go out in the hallway and go, you know, <laughs> who's cooking? Because I'd go knock on the door, man. Because we would do the same thing. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean you laugh, but I'm telling you, it's, it's really, you think about that. And I loved, and I learned to appreciate all kinds of food. We had soul food. And then, but we lived also in there. We had, you know, we had our Hispanic brothers and sisters. Man, I, li- I love me some rice and beans and pork chops with the sauce over that. Oh, my goodness. I thought, man, I grew up, I was Hispanic. You know what I mean? Because I loved it. And then what did they would come to my house. You know, of course, you know, some fried chicken and, you know, pork chops and, of course, black-eyed peas and collard greens and all that stuff and, you know, ham hocks. And then we can go, you know, I don't eat nobody's chitlins. I'm going to tell you that right now. You know? <laughs> And so, you know, even if you clean, say, I'm clean. Well, you ain't clean enough. I'm telling you that right now. Ain't happening, okay? But, but you know, we just experience life, experience family. You understand what I'm saying? And so think about that growing up in a family uh, like that. You learn to appreciate all these good things. But look around you. You have family. This is your family. Now, I know right now my family is far away. 
I have, uh, of course, two kids and then uh, my daughter-in-law, and then I have a grandson. I know you're saying, man, you don't look that old to have a grandson. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I know. Help me, Lord. But anyways, what I'm saying is, is that they're in, in Oklahoma and they're in Texas. And I thank God for Skyping, okay? And then, you know, my son, he'll just call me up, you know, and say, Dad, what you doing? Now, you know, I did that for a long time until he grew up, you understand? Stephen, what you doing? Right? And now he checks up on me. He got all grown up and stuff. And he all grown up. Dad, what you doing? I try to call you. How come you wasn't home? I'm like, what's up with that, man? I'm grown. Come on, brother. You know, checking up on his dad. I like that, though. That's family. See, that's what family does. So if someone calls you or your kids, listen, listen to me, you got kids running around the house and they seem to be tearing everything up. Now, of course, you know, you have to straighten them up. I'm not saying tear them up too bad. You know, you, you know what I mean by that? You know, you got to straighten them up. Man, a little spanking. Some of you I don't believe in spanking. Listen, the Bible talks about that. If you spare the rod, you what? You spoil the child. But I'm just telling you what. Don't let them run crazy around your house because there's going to come a day, though. Don't sit up there and say, oh, man, I'm just tired of these kids. Man, I'll be glad when they grow up and move out. No, you won't. No, you won't. Because you'll go, man, all of a sudden it's quiet and it's just you. And you go, where's the kids at? And I always tell, like my daughter, she, you know, we're, we're believing for her to get married. Now, when she comes, don't tell her I said this. Believe her to get married. But the problem is that sometimes you're her brother. You know, you have brothers. You know, man, she had so many, she had, she had really some really nice guys that, that, uh, that she really liked. And one name was named Charlie. She, he, he all, Stephen always called him Charlie Brown. Just always gave him a hard time, called him Charlie Brown. Picked on him all the time and stuff like that. And just ran him off. You know what I mean by that? Just ran him off. That's not a good thing. I'm not going to tell you what I did. You know, because nobody's ever good enough for your baby, especially your baby girl. You understand what I'm saying? Well, it turned out he ended up being a bum anyways. But I'm just telling you that. I'm just telling you the truth of the matter. But what happens is as family does, we get together and, we, and we, we have a good time. You know, we enjoy the goodness of God. And so families being so far away, you have family that are so far away. I want to encourage you, though, that if you ever need anything, then look around and reach out to your family that's here. You know, pick up the phone. Call somebody and say, will you pray for me? Hey, man, you know, I, I need something. Can you help me with this? That's what family is all about. Can you say amen to that? All right? So when I said I grew up in the projects that I just didn't have, I was, I, I just had a hard time, you know, with different things, and, and I didn't have, our family wasn't close. How many of your families are really close? If they are, praise God. What I mean by is you talk to each other. No, don't, don't look at me like that because some don't. I mean, how many are huggers? I said I am. How many, how many of you say, well, and be honest, I'm not really a hugger. You know why? Because sometimes you come up and family people don't hug. They don't show much affection. Do you know with my mom, before she passed away, I would tell her every day, mom, I love you. Mom, I love you. She'd look at me and go, mm-hmm. Mom, I love you. Mm-hmm. As I said, mom, I mean, I've just, because it's just one of, I don't know. Some people, the families are not this close like that. So I just said, okay, so I would. You know, and, and guess what would happen? You know, eventually she said, I love you. Start saying, I love you. I love you. Amen. And so, listen, you can reach out to your family members here, and, they'll, and they'll, they'll love you just the same and accept you just as you are. Can you say amen to that? All right, let's finish up. So Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16 says this. Do not cease to give thanks. Do not cease to give thanks for you. Paul is saying, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, you'll love this. If you ever want to pray for someone, you want to pray for a family member, I encourage you definitely that you want to begin to look in these areas of prayer. We're going to read these and cover a few more things, and I'm going to let you go. I'm, pr- I, I, I'm going to get you out so you can beat everybody for lunch, so you'll be all right. 
We don't believe that you have to go long to be eternal. Can you say amen to that? Oh, I know y'all, amen, hallelujah. That one, that's the most I heard from all of y'all all morning. Man, amen. Like, wow, what did I say? Okay. So Ephesians chapter 1, look with me in, in uh, chapter 1, verse 17. It says, Thank says, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Say revelation. In the knowledge of him and that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this age but also in that which is to come Turn over to one more place. Turn over to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3, and let's look together at verse 14. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. And it says this, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened. Everybody say strengthened. Amen? With might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, and the depth and height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Notice verse 20. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly, Above all that we ask or think, think about this, according to the power that works within us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations and ever. Amen. Second Thessalonians says this about giving thanks, about being thankful, that we are bound to give thanks to God always. Every one of us, we are bound as part of who we are to give thanks always. And that's in everything, not necessarily for everything. And it goes on and says this, brethren, beloved by the Lord, because God from the beginning chose you. You know that God chose you? You say, man, I don't understand how I grew up in the family that I grew up in, but God chose you. God created you in his image and in his likeness, and God loves you just the way you are. And then it says here, because God from the beginning chose you for salvation. He chose you for salvation. That means to be saved, to be born again, to give your heart to him. And through sanctification by the spirit and belief of the truth. Let's finish up. Here we go. So what am I grateful for? I'm grateful for the church because it supplies spiritual growth. Aren't you glad that you can come to church? You should be going to a church that's teaching the Bible, that supplies spiritual growth. I'm grateful for the church because it gives opportunity for fellowship. We talked about fellowshipping. And then I'm, I'm thankful for the church because it encourages and strengthens me. And then lastly, they pray for me. And we love you, every one of you. I want you to know that we care about you. And so what am I saying to you today? As we go into the week of Thanksgiving, we have so much to be thankful for. And we should give thanks. 
and appreciate the goodness of God, the love of God. No, everything may not be what you, that you want it to be right now. Maybe you, I know all of us, we have dreams, we have expectations. I want to say keep dreaming, keep expecting, keep believing, keep trusting in God, and count your blessings one by one. Count each and every blessing. Even though they may seem small, count them and thank God for them. And then lastly, seeing that God has everything, Think about it. He has everything. So the question is, then what can I give God? What actually can I give him today that, that he would want from me? And you know, the answer that I came up with is a thankful heart. A thankful heart. Will you pray with me? Bow your heads. Close your eyes. The Father.